This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. The new deal for the Canadian Hockey League with TSN and CBC. Well, I think it's amazing. Oh! The CHL's going home to TSN. And the fact that CBC's jumping into the pool. What decade is this? The 1970s? When sports broadcasting in Canada was king? You people, you need to rally and watch the games because you love them anyways. It's Canada, for God's sakes. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, you betcha. This is the time of the show, the part of the show that we call the second half kickoff and it's proudly presented by the four seasons sports palace it's the ritz carlton of sports bars and your home of the seattle kraken fan club and boy do we have a nice turnout the other night for our expansion draft watch party it was a lot of fun oh yeah the picks were all spoiled of course but the highlight was the ribs the pizza and the company the four seasons sports palace also your home for the ufc big event uh, this weekend again man they come fast oh they? i know uh so we settle on in to hour two. Last hour, we had Tory Gurley with us. Green Bay Packers, Cleveland Browns alum, plus a few CFL teams to give us the latest on the Aaron Rodgers situation. It's, it's falling apart. He, you know, we were having some tech issues in hour one, so I didn't really quite get. He does not predict Aaron Rodgers will be starting in week one in Green Bay, right? That's right. Training camp's opening next week, and he's not going to be there. So if you missed it, you're going to want to go back and watch that. Later on this hour, Milt Stiegel will join us, a man who needs no introduction, but I'll introduce him anyways. Canadian Football Hall of Famer, Winnipeg Blue Bombers legend, now on the CFL on TSN. He'll be joining us to talk the latest CFL things. Um, Mandy in Edmonton's watching. She says, I don't have time to be scrolling Twitter anymore, so I'm coming to my favorite place here for all my updates. I appreciate that, and we'll give them to you. That's where she learned that... Michael Riley is back in camp with the BC Lions. He was out for a while with soreness, and that's what's keeping Matt Nichols off the field in Ottawa, their number one quarterback. Let's not get concerned about veteran players in the CFL battling soreness two weeks into training camp with two more weeks to go before they actually start making money. Can you blame them? Not a bit. No. Uh, William, watching in Lloyd Minster, Canada's only border city says, what do you people think about the new Edmonton elk jerseys? I'm like, me, very similar to Green Bay, but Edmonton's jerseys have always been very similar to Green Bay. So what do we, what do we think? Nothing. Nah. Yeah. Good for them. The colors have always been good. Uh, speaking of Lloyd. Nate in North Battleford writes in, he says, Good morning, RP Show. Lots of talk yesterday about where Braden Holtby is from. The correct answer is Marshall, Saskatchewan. It's about 10 minutes east of Lloyd on Highway 16. They have a beautiful new sign that says, Home of Braden Holtby, that you can see as you pass on the highway. The mural on the train bridge you referred to, exiting Lloyd, is nice. 
but this new sign in Marshall is stunning. I bet, huh? Well, if Braden Holpe's from your town, you, he deserves something like that. That's what they used to say in Elfrost about Randall Gellich when he went to the Detroit Red Wings organization. Never became a household name there, but he's from Elfrost. It's like 300 people. But they always said he was from Winyard. 2,000 people, right? Mm-hmm. And that just infuriated the people of Elfrost, right? And they wanted to make sure all the bios said from Winyard, from Winyard. And he was actually from Elfrost. That is such a corner gas story yeah right there oh yeah but it's, it sounds like i was same. talking to somebody the other day that just loves corner gas owns the dvd watches i'm like i watched five minutes and stopped what's funny about this this is the way i grew up but they're making fun of us now of course i took it i got defensive I but i'm like what's funny about this this is our life my life is one part corner gas one part letter kenny one part last chance you that's my life not complaining for some reason, they all want to turn them into TV shows. Um, closed captioner guys right, watching from the Game Plus television network. Closed captioner guy regarding the new name of the Cleveland Indians. They just dropped it this morning. Didn't even tell their players that we're now going to be called the Cleveland Guardians. So closed captioner guy writes in and says, Personally, I'm in favor of more teams named in reference to transit infrastructure. Can't wait for the Washington High Speed Rail. I know. What, what other teams named after high transit? Like, you, Washington Bullets were named after bullets, but, like, there's a bullet train. Yeah. There's the locomotive, the Chattanooga, Chattanooga Choo Choo's. It's a minor league baseball team. Come on, let's go. What teams can we think of that are named after oh, transit? Blue Bombers. Planes would qualify as transit. The Jets. Way to go, Clark. That's good. Clark wins. Clark wins. Well, my Chattanooga Choo Choo is pretty good. That was good. That was out of nowhere. Can you imagine? (laughs) Imagine the uh, Cleveland baseball player walking out of the team store with four or five bags of gear for his family. He's going to say, wait a second. We're not the Indians anymore. I just (laughs) dropped like a thousand bucks on gear. It's nice gear. It's nice what they had. No, it is for sure. From Bo Halverson, he says, LMAO, Edmonton LRT. From Taylor Mountain, watching on Facebook, did any player's hometown get mentioned more than Patrick Marlowe? Aneroid? You ever been through Aneroid? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. It's like 50 people from there. I know. Uh, I was going down, driving to Great Falls, Montana. The home of the Dickinson boys and That's, Ryan Leaf. And I stopped in Aneroid to use the washroom. That's when I drove through coming home through there. <laughs> uh, regarding the uh, Guardians, Metal Shingle Guy writes in and he says, I guess the New York Guardians don't own the name. You can always get around that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the Golden Knights. Isn't the UCF, University of Central Florida, they're called the Golden Knights too, right? The, the Knights for sure. I yeah. think it's the Golden Knights. I think they write him a check. It all goes away. Anyways, Jeff the Stamps fan wanted to know. And, and by the way, why is this rumor coming up now that the Riders approached John Huffnagel back into 2015? And I'll never forget because the Rider Brain Trust called a meeting with me in, I want to say, October of 2015. Go back and look at the schedule. We were in Hamilton. 
And we're in a booth in The Honest Lawyer. It's a pub in downtown Hamilton. And the Ryder Brain Trust asked me if what I knew about the Calgary Stampede situation and if I thought John Huffnagel would at least listen to an offer to come to Saskatchewan. And I said, absolutely. I had just been with Huff less than a year prior to that and had some talks. I said, I think he'd listen. Huff's a smart guy. Of course. Um, he'd be dumb not to listen. So I believe the Riders did go to him and offer to buy out his contract. And I don't know what happened on the Calgary end other than I believe Huff said, I'm happy here. But I guess is that breaking news that Huff was the Riders' first choice at that time? Would that be huge news now? Who cares? Six years ago. It could be a lot of people's first choice. Yeah. Right? So then they went to Chris Jones and stole their entire coaching staff from the Edmonton Eskimos who had just won the Grey Cup. But yes, I can confirm the rumor that the Rough Riders were willing to buy out his contract with the Calgary Stampeders and give him the keys to the castle in Saskatchewan. Huff wanted to stay in Calgary. I'm confident and comfortable telling that story because I know enough about it. But yeah, they approached him and Huff said, thanks. He was flattered, but he really loves Calgary and he gets paid really well. And he's got the keys to the castle there. He just wasn't interested yeah. in leaving. But I remember being in South Florida in early December of 2015. And I had a driver. You know, I always tell you about my drivers. Yeah. This guy was a twin of Jamie Heward. Clark, can you Google a photo of Jamie Heward and put it on the screen for those that don't know who he is, the Henderson Silver Knights assistant coach? He looked, uh, don't matter, he looks the same. He hasn't changed. He hasn't changed in 20 years. Clark just said, current picture or old picture, (laughs) don't matter, he hasn't changed. So my driver, and we were driving down the A1A, I've told you about that, right? Mm -hmm. Around Fort Lauderdale area, and He's like, so what do you do? And I said, oh, I'm a voice of a pro football team in Canada. And he's like, oh, what kind of year did you have? I said, uh, crappy. He looked just like that, but he wasn't in a suit. He was in a golf shirt, Bermuda shorts, and flip-flops. The driver, that is. Yeah. Which, incidentally, Huey would have been wearing too. But anyways, he goes, what kind of year did you have? I said, terrible. Awful. Worst, uh, worst in the league. But we just stole the entire coaching staff of the team that won the championship. He goes, oh, what, who are they? I said, the Edmonton Eskimos. He goes, so you just stole their whole coaching staff? Yeah. He's like, that's kind of hokey. <laughs> now, now, that, now that you say it, yeah, it is. Whatever. That's um, funny because hmm? that's how they see it from the outset. Really? You can just <laughs> do that? Can you imagine? <laughs> we just took Bill Belichick and his whole coaching staff and – they did it. Offered him more money, offered him a better position, more control, more power. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested and actually quite proud of myself that we have not dabbled in much COVID talk today, nor vaccinations. And I think I'm going to keep it that way, actually. Other than John Ohm in Winnipeg watching. Um, he says, I got out to the car races last night. Double vaccinated, only admitted. It was very cool and loud. My gosh, our car race is loud. Yes. I didn't even tell you. It's 11-11. I didn't even tell you. When I was in Esteban the other night at the Motor Speedway, first race, two laps in, Jordan, a tire flies off the guy's car and goes dunk, 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 right into the, like almost into the crowd. Because it would go dunk, 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 (laughs) dunk. Yeah, because people 
They didn't know, as we say, whether to crap or go blind. They didn't know whether to cry or wind their watch. They froze. How about that? Right? And the thing went, and the fence, I want to say, was a wire fence, probably about six feet high. And it went into the fence. But here's what I realized about racing. And for the new viewers, you don't understand. I was never into racing until last year with the pandemic when I was looking for something to do. I went to the races and I just fell in love with it. Not just the constant, that's what's great for a squirrel like me, but the smell of the burnt fuel and the wonderful concession and the type of people that are there. They're people that I've never been around in my entire life. They're cool. I'm like, this is a whole new segment of society that I didn't even know existed. I think if I went to a garage on a regular Monday to Friday, I would have found those people. But this was the first time. So now I can't get enough of it. I'm not really sure what my point was other than I love auto racing. And I guess... So you got to be double vaccinated anywhere in Winnipeg to go. And can we spend 60 seconds on vaccinations just with this? Tory said it great last hour. Let him say it. You'll come after me for saying I'm double vaccinated and say something, but you won't say it about Tory. Why do I need to be afraid of telling anybody that I have two vaccinations? Are you scared to tell people? No, I have both. What's the problem? Uh, I'm not sure how far I want to go down this road because I don't want to start a holy war on whether we should get vaccinated or not, but <laughs> Tacona Powell in Winnipeg says, Rod, uh, can I ask a vaccine question? No. How about no? What we are going to do, though, what we are going to do right now is we're going to talk about, come on, Canada's bet if the Seattle Kraken will win the Stanley Cup. We got a graphic that we're going to put up here. I can tell you right now, if you place a $10 bet with Come On Official, our official betting partner, and the, and the Seattle Kraken win the Stanley Cup next year in 2022, you will win $510. The Colorado Avalanche right now are the odds-on favorites to win the Stanley Cup, which surprises me a lot. Why does that surprise you? Because they were nowhere close to winning the Stanley Cup or even being in the final last year. I know, I know. But when you look at the team on paper, they're going to be right back in the same position near the top of the standings again. So instantly they've got a great shot. But what surprises me on this list is look at Winnipeg. Not really favored a whole lot more than Seattle. Same with Calgary. Vancouver is, has the same odds as Seattle to win the Stanley Cup. And you look at Chicago and L.A. and there's a few other teams on that list that aren't pictured here, that have worse odds than the Seattle oh, Kraken look. to win oh, the look. Stanley Cup. I, I totally get it. Well, you know what they are. Chicago Blackhawks, LA Kings, Arizona Coyotes, the Ducks, Sharks, Senators. All of California has worse odds than the Seattle Kraken to win the Stanley Cup. The Devils, the Blue Jackets, the Red Wings, and the Sabres. So it's basically an incredibly enticing bet to go lay down $10 that come on official on the Seattle Kraken. I'm not saying that I would do it, but as you know my rule of thumb, I don't bet on my own team ever. That's right. You do. From no, time no, to time. No, no, no. Not on my team. Okay. If anything, I'll bet against my team. That's the one thing I would do. Um, but there's some really good, interesting odds, you know, depending on who you think has a shot. Because um, this is the season to place your NHL bets. 
and take your chance. And now's the time. Now is the time to do it because last year we were sitting here and I said, look, there's a couple of dark horse teams I would take a flyer on because their, their odds are really low. Like people don't think they're going to win. The odds makers don't even think they're going to make the playoffs. And the two teams I picked, Florida, who ended up being really good and had a really good shot, and Buffalo because I saw their roster and I liked it. Well, one didn't pan out, but the other one kind of did. Find those value picks right now, teams that are at the bottom that you think will be better than the odds makers think right now, and that's when you can win some money. If you wait till the season starts to find out if the team's going to be good or not, you won't get this kind of value betting. So this is the time to go to come on and place your bets. Download the app. Go to their website, comeon.com. Do it over the weekend as we're talking hockey. By the way, the NHL draft round one goes tonight. We'll talk about that a little later on. But the ageless and peerless Milt Stiegel, the Turtle Man, joins us next to talk a little CFL on this Flame Tech Football Friday. Flame Tech is your industry leader in combustion services. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and Facebook Live, and 24 hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey guys, the Olympics, Euros, baseball, major championships and concerts are all in this summer. You know what isn't? A wild and hairy bush. Tame your pubes with help from our friends at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. Their fourth-generation performance package includes the brand-new Lawnmower 4.0. If any athlete treats their body like royalty, why not treat your pubes like Olympic gold? Fellas, do right by your balls and join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going with the code FANSIDED20. I know I talk about it every day in the podcast, but listen, we've all done it. We've all had to groom ourselves. No clunky razors that are meant for your face, or dare I say your back, or pain in the ass extension cords, leaning over the toilet. The Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 comes in a convenient size. It was specifically designed for trimming below the waist. Make it happen, guys. The world is starting to open, and the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Again, free shipping around the world and 20% off with the promo code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rob. Big day in sports. Welcome back, everybody, to a Flame Tech Football Friday. Tori Gurley was with us last hour, dropping some knowledge on the National Football League. And in a moment, the ageless Milt Stegel will join us. And I've just called up his Wikipedia here. 92 to 94 with the Bengals. 95 with the Packers. 95 to 08 with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, as you know. And you may, I, I told Milt this, he may or may not remember. He was my daughter's favorite player for years and years and years. Did I ever tell you that? He was my daughter's no. favorite player. Nine-time CFL All-Star. Most Outstanding Player Award winner. Tom Pate Memorial Award. Blue Bombers Hall of Fame. Canadian Football Hall of Fame in 2012. And folks, y'all love him. Get your questions in now. Whether it be the Prairie Mobile text line or on YouTube or Facebook. Because we get to the end of the interview, then all the questions come in and we run out of time. So let's bring in the great Milt Stiegel now. I always like seeing his face. How you doing, Milt? <laughs> I'm doing great. How about yourself? Yeah, I was good. Uh, I'm 100%, of course. I opened my eyes this morning, so it was a win, Milt. Hey. There you go. You're an Ohio guy. So, 
Tell me, please, your thoughts on the name Cleveland Guardians. I have no idea what you're talking about. Maybe I'm, I'm, I haven't been watching enough TV. I'm, just, I'm like, okay. Just this morning, the well, Cleveland Indians announced they're changing their name to the Cleveland Guardians. Oh, they wow. dropped it like, I'm sorry, they dropped it like an hour and a half ago. So, yeah, okay. no time like the present. How do you feel about the name Cleveland Guardians? Uh, I mean, I, I like it better than the Indians, of course. So, But the Guardians, hey, if it works for those folks in Cleveland and Hopefully no one from Cleveland is listening to this because that's one of the worst cities in the world, but I'll leave it at that. But <laughs> if it works for those folks in Cleveland, I, I, I say go with it. I'm from Cincinnati, so, you know, we're we're south of Cleveland. But if it works for Cleveland, I say go with it. But I, I think it's good that they finally made that change, and hopefully there are other organizations who are also uh, in the line or who are doing what they were doing will also follow suit and, and, and make the change soon. So good job for the Cleveland Gardeners. I love it. <laughs> that's funny because that's like asking somebody from Hamilton what they think about the Argos new logo. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Mel, we are a couple of weeks away from week one in the uh, Canadian Football League, but we're two weeks into training camp. What are the stories that have grabbed your eye here since the camps opened? Uh, well, I, I think the main one, and it's, you know, it's near and dear to me because we're talking about my bombers, is the health of Andrew Harris. Uh, they haven't come out and said exactly what his injury is. I think he's back now doing some running. I don't know if he's back to full practicing, but, I mean, that has to be a concern because that team, I mean, they're, they're in a position to go back again, but they're two most important positions, uh, Andrew Harris and, of course, the quarterback, Zach. We just don't know uh, if they're going to make it the entire year. I mean, Andrew has done it, but Zach, of course, hadn't done it in the past. So there's two concerns right there. Also, in Hamilton, the quarterback situation, we haven't heard who's going to be the starter there. I mean, either one of those guys have shown in the past that they can be a starting quarterback uh, because that team, and I think they are the favorite right now to not only go to the Great Cup, but win the Great Cup. And it's going to be, uh, a lot of it's going to depend on their quarterback play. So uh, I think those are the two main stories right now. There are so many out there uh, that we could talk about. And, and I guess number one is that the fact that we aren't talking about it and we're going to have a season. So I think everyone involved is, is happy for that. Yeah, that's the good news, of course. And to be honest with you, I, <laughs> I'm hearing the behind-the-scenes stories and what a nightmare it is in terms of COVID protocol, making sure guys don't get hurt, mm. right, in terms of tailoring your yeah. drills to not have any more serious injuries. But can you imagine, Melt, not having preseason games? Can you imagine? Like, did you make those NFL rosters based on your play in the preseason? This is unfair to the players. No. Nobody's fault. <laughs> but you know what I mean, though. Nobody's fault there's no preseason but a major hindrance to the normal mechanism of a training camp. Without a doubt. And you think about the younger guys or guys who are really on the bubble. Uh, that's when they make the team. That's when they can make a name for themselves. And I know it personally. Uh, when I first got to the CFL, you know, no one knew, knew who I was. So I needed those preseason games. And I needed every single second of those preseason games in the NFL. So it's unfortunate. And I know teams are having inner squad scrimmages, but inner squad scrimmages don't, uh, match up to preseason games. You know, and there's nothing else like it. You getting your opportunity. You could be the greatest practice player or training camp player in the world. But when those lights come on, when you're playing against someone who's also trying to make a team, who's hungry, uh, who's on an opposing team, that's when you really can find out what type of player you have. So it's unfortunate because there may be some GMs or some head coaches who miss out on some good players because they didn't get to see them in that game situation. Because myself and I'm sure every other player have been around guys where you see them in practice and they're like, 
this guy can't play, but you get him in that game situation, those lights come on, and you see a different type of player. So it's unfortunate we don't have those games, uh, but hopefully they are able to keep the best players based on what they see in training camp. Okay, here come the viewer questions on cue or comments. Mandy Donald in Edmonton says, uh, don't forget to mention most handsome panelist. You and Dunnigan yes. uh, ever yes. arm wrestle yes. over that? Or whoa, like... whoa, 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 there, There's no dispute in that. I mean, I mean, I'm first, and who's ever second, they're, they're far second. So Dunnigan, Sanchez, I mean, even Kate, Burton, she's on there now, so and Kate doesn't look, she's a nice-looking young lady, but she still doesn't look as good as me. So I'm number one, and you can pick whoever you want to be second. So uh, Milton, <laughs> Milton, you know, Dunnigan would say the yeah. exact same thing. And two, you forgot Jim Barker. You forgot to put Jim I Barker. Forgot my man Jim. I forgot <laughs> Jim. Oh, and you know what? I, I love Jim so much. We have a great relationship. We forced Jim to change his outfits because when he first came in uh, for that night in 2018, some of his suits looked like they were from 1935, 1940. So we forced him to up his game, and now he's up to par, and I'm looking to work <laughs> with Jim again. He's such a great man. He has so much knowledge. He brings a different – he comes from a different angle, being a GM, head coach, assistant coach. He comes from a different angle. So I'm, I'm definitely happy and excited to work with Jim again. Oh, I know. I can't wait to see you guys on again. And speaking of, we got to throw some flowers at the feet of Rod Smith, who's moving into the play-by-play booth. And as you mentioned, Kate taking over. So obviously Rod's got to be excited about that. Yes. And he's wanted to do that for years. You know, early on in his career, uh, he knew that it would be difficult having a young family. But, you know, his kids are are grown and graduated from college. I think as young as uh, his daughter is maybe a senior. So this is something he wanted to do. Uh, he, we love having him on the panel. He was perfect for it, but he's going to be even better out there. I mean, Rod is, he's a special talent. Uh, he loves the game so much. And more than that, he's just a great person. I'm going to miss having him around because he's such a great person, but, uh, Kate, she's worked with us before. She's going to step in and do a great job. So, you know, both of those, uh, individuals are great and they're going to be great for the CFL once again, this upcoming season. Oh, yeah, no kidding. I said yesterday that I just feel good watching Kate on, no matter what she's talking about, NBA, CFL, you name it. I just, she's so good. Um, Oh, boy, there's a lot of great questions here, Milt. I could keep you for hours. Uh, Mike in Toronto (laughs) says, if Milt owned the Argos, what would he do to get fans to come out to the games? Have you thought about that? I would have to unretire. I mean, <laughs> you bring me back on the field, they'll come. I, I would have to. I, I, I could give you maybe uh, four or five plays, but that's just about it. I mean, it, 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 it's a difficult sale. You know, even when they were good, uh, they, they didn't. Many fans didn't come out. Uh, I mean, it definitely helped when you are playing well, but they they have to promote those players more. They have to get them out in the community more. Maybe they are doing it. Maybe pinball and those guys are doing it. But they have to get their faces out there. They have to go out there and grind like no other. Because all you need is, if you could get 18, 19 average stat in that big city, I mean, that would be big for the Argos. I know it's easier said than done because it hasn't happened, but they have to get those main faces out there and sell that product. Because if you don't, I mean, if you think because just because you're winning, because it's shown in the past that fans are going to come out, it's not going to happen. you got to get out and grind and and get in the faces of those young individuals. And I think they have an opportunity to get some decent crowds. Darren in Salt Lake City. 
Utah wants to know. And happy Pioneer Day, by the way, Darren, in Utah. He says, does Milt think there will be multiple injuries early in the season? Man, that's a tough one. Uh, if I was if I was a bet man, I, I, I would just have to say yes. And I and I hate to answer that with that that question with that answer, but w- w- these guys just haven't played football. They just haven't played football. Yeah, they're going through training camp, and but when you get in that game situation and and you think you're Superman and you can do uh, you you can leap tall buildings and all that stuff, you know those injuries are going to happen. I hate to say it, but they are going to happen. Let's hope they're not uh, season ending or. Our guys are, are out for multiple, multiple games, but we're going to see some injuries early on. Another thing we may see is not so great of football. There may be some sloppiness involved, and I think that'll roll over and get, you know, after the first or second game. But early on, I mean, these guys just haven't been on the football field. We have to expect that there's going to be some sloppy play, especially if you got a younger team. I hate to say it, but a team like Ottawa, uh, Paul LaPolice is a great coach. But he's dealing with some young cats. So there's going to be some sloppy play early on. And let's hope they get it ironed out uh, sooner than later. Well, you know what, Milt? I could. I wish we could sit and go have a talk, a coffee and talk about this. Because, like, this one thing, drop passes, missed tackles, blown assignments, for sure. But in Saskatchewan, with all these injuries, retirements, you saw Brendan Labatt uh, going to take the year yeah. off. It's a patchwork offensive line. You blow an assignment there and miss a block. And Cody Fajardo gets Ooh. killed. It's your season. That's kind of what they're looking at here, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it, it's difficult. It's difficult. And if you don't have a quarterback in this league, you don't have a chance to win. You know, you have to have that 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 veteran quarterback who's seen it all, and Cody Bajardo is that guy. So I'm sure they're going to go uh, all out to make sure they protect him. Even if it's taken away from something else, uh, they're going to make sure they protect him because if, if he's not on the field, you don't have a shot. I don't care who you have around him, what type of scheme you have, you have to have him on the field. So they're going to pull out – every single stop to make sure he's protected that may take away from you scoring a bunch of points you may have to depend on your defense or some special teams play but they need him the entire year and into the playoffs if they want to have a shot of making it to the great cup and winning it so they're going to have to do some special things within that offense to make sure he he's not taking a pound in uh if they want to have a chance of winning and possibly getting to the great cup and that's the fun part of coaching and you got Jason Moss there as the offensive coordinator. They'll figure it out. Mm. But that's just one of the concerns here. Uh, Chris Bird in Toronto. He's an Argos fan. He says, Milt Stiegel or Jock Climey? <laughs> Get out of here with you, Jock Climey. Get out of here Jock, with you, Jock. It, what, it, what, What's the question? <laughs> it really doesn't matter. It's not the, a the question. The only thing Jock can... Only thing Jock can do better than me is be a lawyer because I didn't go to law school. So he, Jock is real. He's a great lawyer. So that's it. Besides that, Jock can't touch me in anything. That's I can't. Chris, I can't believe you asked that. I, I appreciate it. I don't know. Maybe Jock paid you, or you're one of Jock's friends. I'm not sure, but that's the only <laughs> thing Jock can touch me in. And that's being a lawyer. That's it. <laughs> and like you say, you he's never, great tried, you never tried to be a lawyer. So. <laughs> uh, you might have beat him there. No. Wayne in Victoria. <laughs> Wayne in Victoria says. If pinball can't fill the stadium, then nobody can. And I got to be honest, that's what I would do. Pinball would be my guy. I would have him everywhere. I'm with Wayne. It's like if pinball can't do it, I don't think it can be done. But at least pinball's there running the team as GM, which, by the way, how did you – Looks like hey, they signed all those guys. Looks like pinball knows what he's doing. Uh, I I think pinball is more in a figure – uh, I know he's out there, you know, speaking to the guys, but the one who's actually 
uh, doing all the bird dog. And I, I don't think that's pinball. I don't think that's his style. Even when he was coaching, pinball wasn't necessarily the coach. I mean, he knew how to motivate those guys. He knew how to get them going. He knew the schemes and everything that were being ran. But pinball, that's just not him. And he'll tell you that in a second. That's just not him. But he's a special individual. And uh, as you mentioned, he needs to get out there. But when he gets out there, he needs to bring some of those players along with him. Because when those fans come to the game, pinball is on the field. Pinball is up in the booth or pinball may be on the sideline, but pinball is on the field. And they want to see the players who they come to cheer on. So, yes, pinball, he needs to be out in the forefront because he's more recognizable in Toronto than any other CFL player and maybe in the history of the CFL. <laughs> one of the most recognizable players in CFL, period. But he needs to bring along some players with him because he understands that those fans are coming to see those players and not pinball. Hey, it's funny you say that, by the way. And some of those free agents that they sign are friends of mine, right? Charleston Hughes, uh, Cam Judge. Yes. So Murph was doing all the work, but those players told me they'd bring in exactly. Pinball as the closer out of the bowl. He's the closer, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and that, that, that's smart. That is very smart, yes. yes. Yeah, very smart. Exactly. Yes. All right, Milt. Hey, always good. Can't wait to see you when you get up here. Safe travels. So thanks for the time. Oh, thanks for having me on. Take care. The outstanding Milt Stiegel joining us from Hotlanta, the hub of the South. When we come back, a sports update, and we'll talk about uh, all of this. Recap it. Plus, tonight's round one of the NHL draft. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back. Flame Tech Football Friday continues. Are you okay today? You're flying around here like crazy. What's I'm, going on? I'm, I'm great. Is everything okay? Oh, amazing. Your phone's been going off. That yeah. thing's been singing. Yeah, it has. Okay. I'm almost out of juice, and we've only been on the air. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Can we get this kid an extension cord? Uh, yeah. Run one out here? He's got a battery pack we're running around Montreal that he carries in his pocket. You ran out of that, too. Yes. I know. You need two I battery packs. I know. I know. I don't know. Okay. I don't know how else to operate. Uh, William May in Lloydminster, Canada's only border city, writes in and says, Today's show was awesome. Lots of good guests. It ain't over yet, William. It's got 20 minutes left. And I see our guy Jack in Vulcan, Alberta, checked out, too. What the hell? Now it's just us. Now's the fun time. All right. Although Milt did crush it. We're getting yes. a lot of social media play on Milton Stiegel, the turtle man. Uh, oh, I am such a squirrel. Our mascot probably should have been a squirrel. Now that I think of it. Second, yeah. Secondary mascot. I know, but Ricky's if cousin. you knew the way Ricky was originated, it can't be anything else. Right. But it, like, How about that? Our secondary mascot will be a squirrel. Yeah, I think so. Going to have to be. Oh, yeah. That's one of those closely guarded secrets. We can't tell you why our mascot is an iguana named Ricky. It's can't. frankly too dirty. Can't tell you. But the squirrel, picture this. This is what the squirrel mascot. Yeah. He'll go to events, 
But you can't tell him what to do. He'll just be doing his whatever his own thing is because that's just how we operate, right? Like, right. I need you to sit here and sign autographs, and I need you to do this, and he'll do everything else but that. Uh, by the way, a couple texts came in late, or I didn't get to them until too late, but Adam from Hamilton's watching from the 289 and says, hey, Mild, who do you think Hamilton should go with at quarterback? I think they need to invest in Dane Evans and have him playing minimum half the season. I'll just take a swing at that one on behalf of Milt Stiegel and say everybody's saying it's going to be holy moly Jeremiah Masoli. Everybody's saying that. Wouldn't we not be shocked if it's not Jeremiah Masoli in week one? Shocked. Yeah, at Winnipeg. Jeremiah Masoli was the CFL's most outstanding player before he got hurt. And it wasn't close, right? <laughs> not saying he's the best quarterback in the league. I'm not saying that. But he was at playing at that level better than everybody else before he got hurt. Dan Evans did a really great job, and he might be the future. But you got this team is ready to win now. Both guys are capable, but Masoli's the guy. Someday we should sit down and write out all the sports cliches that are bunk and BS and gobbledygook. One being, one, the first one that comes to mind is, you can't lose your job due to injury. It just depends on the situation. It's yeah. a case-by-case situation. I've seen guys lose their job due to injury. I've seen guys come right back as soon as their injury was over. Don't pencil yourself. Don't paint yourself into that corner. I don't know why they do. Uh, interesting comments coming in here. Monty would like us to name our mascot the squirrel. Name him Monty. And... I'm not totally. I'm I think I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm not totally against that. <laughs> I'm not. not. Can we get it drawn up? Monty the squirrel. Monty the squirrel. Oh boy, we're onto something. What are you doing later, Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be a squirrel. Sherry uh, Petty is watching. Now you got to tell me, Sherry, where you're. I believe she's in Nova Scotia. She says. McLean's Magazine poll of the 1990s, 75% of Torontonians would prefer to be American citizens. That is the problem in Toronto. The ingrained attitude is biased against the CFL. They need the approval of Americans. Toronto would rather see the Argos. Where did it go? Fail? It went off the screen. Uh, Would rather see the Argos. Oh, sorry. Would rather see the Argos play the Des Moines Dog Bites than a Canadian Prairie football team. I don't know what to do about that. I don't... I like to hear from the Eastern Canadians, you people in Eastern Canada, because we reside in the West. I love to know what makes you tick. Because I'm not... I've never... I've all... I've long said, I don't know what it's going to take to get people to go to Toronto Argonauts games, because I've never spent one day living in... The GTA. That's right. I have no idea what it would take. Just visited. Yeah. But like they say, if it's if pinball can't get them buying tickets, nobody can get them buying tickets. Although John Candy, Wayne Gretzky got them buying tickets and selling out Skydome in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. And people said, well, they should get Drake. Get Drake to go to the games. Drake's like every other Toronto person doesn't want to go to Argo games. That's right. It would be so fake. 2017 East Final. Riders at the Argonauts, I was there calling the game. Wayne Gretzky and or, uh, Mike Babcock and Mitch Marner were there. But they just casually put a camera on them. Like, nobody knew they were going. Like if Toronto people, whatever they could, if Torontonians knew that Mike Babcock and Mitch Marner were going to be there, we would have had to move the game to Skydome. 
BMO wouldn't have been big enough. But those, if you know Babs, he's going to roll in there with his ball cap on and jeans and not tell anybody. He's just going to go to the game, right? Right. It's a little ironic that Marner and Babcock went together now that I think about it. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> right? <laughs> now that like, I think about it. But it's a little it. bit like when we were in Nashville and Peter Laviolette's at the game, right? Mm-hmm. He just rolled in in his tracksuit all casual and, you know, happened to see us and we happened to connect with him. But, like, that was a chance. Yeah. Right? Just rolled in and that's what they did there. I mean, it would take those guys being part of an ownership group to start to turn the tide a little bit. If that's what it takes, I'm all for it. Me too. Uh, Todd Pankney, one of our P1s who came to our Seattle Kraken expansion draft watch party the other night, asks if <laughs> if Monty the Squirrel is going to use the lawnmower 4.0 to trim his nuts. I was thinking more, how about that? But how about that? It's not an unreasonable question. No, it is not. Monty the Squirrel. Can we get that done up by, by the end of the show? Um, and I'm in favor of your mom sewing the costume this time. You are? Yes. Are you watching? <laughs> Paula? She's, she's probably watching. What's going on back here? They're all laughing back there. <laughs> oh, I'd wonder. Oh. Because then you paused. <laughs> and I was like, this? In favor of her? I heard, what? I know. I heard them bust out laughing. I'm like, what are you? And then you sewing on the back costume here? and it's like, just disarmed me. I'm like, okay, we're good. She can sew the costume. <laughs> I'm in favor of your mom. What? Say it. <laughs> Say it. Okay. Uh, sports. I think, Chris Bird, you need to go for a walk. Put his comment up, but I'm not going to read it. Well, I'm reading the sports update here. Known as the Indians since 1915, Cleveland's Major League Baseball team will be called the Guardians, or as Milt Stiegel calls them, the Gardeners. The ball club announced the name change Friday, effective at the end of the 2021 season. The organization spent most of the past year whittling down a list of potential names that was at nearly 1,200 just over a month ago. I'm going to read it anyways. He just said, I love how you people from outside of the Toronto area are so knowledgeable of Toronto sports fans. Is everyone from Saskatchewan a farmer? A, yes. And B, you, you have a listening comprehensive, uh, comprehension problem. What did I say, Darren? I said, I've never spent one day living in Toronto, so I have no idea what it would take to get people to go to Argos games. But you only latched on to the part that pissed you off. So scroll back to what I said. I have no idea what would take Torontonians to go to games. And clearly, you don't either, or nobody else, because they're not going. And they're last place in attendance in the Canadian Football League by a mile. So don't get so upset. For the second year in a row, NHL general managers and scouts will gather around their computers tonight for a virtual entry draft. Owen Power, a six foot six, two hundred thirteen pound defenseman from Mississauga, is expected to be selected by the Buffalo Sabres with the first overall pick. The Seattle Kraken own the number two selection, and the Anaheim Ducks will pick third. The Vancouver Canucks are set to be the first Canadian team on the board with the number nine pick. The Ottawa Senators will choose 10th, followed by the Flames 13th, the Winnipeg Jets 18th, the Edmonton Oilers number 20, and the Montreal Canadiens number 31. Of course, the Leafs traded their first round pick away from Nick Foligno, or for Nick Foligno. How'd that work out for him in the playoffs, Moose? 
That's what I thought. Uh, Blue Jays face the Mets in New York tonight. Lefty Stephen Matz gets the call. The sports update for dubnetwork.ca. WHL breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars. We'll be right back with viewer takeover. And I feel like it's going to be spicy to end the week. You can tell, huh? Oh, yeah. It will be. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. Uh, welcome back for overtime, everybody. I'm just uh, checking what's going on here. Checking the poll question. Let's update this one last time. It's the news of the day. The Cleveland Indians out of nowhere dropped the news this morning that they're changing their name to the Cleveland Guardians. Our poll question for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, how do you feel about the new Cleveland Guardians name? And it's fairly even. Thumbs down 59% on Facebook and 59% on Twitter. How we got in this farmer discussion, I have no idea. Chris Bird, thank you so much for apologizing for firing me up. He said he was upset at what Sherry Petty said from Nova Scotia, not what I had said. So I'm sorry. I got people coming at me all the time, so I'm on edge sometimes. The guard is up. And we got in this farming discussion. Mandy in Edmonton says, let's have a vote. For people from Saskatchewan, how many are from farming families? I'm one, she says, right here. And uh, Chris goes on to say, we all depend on farmers for our livelihood. As Paul Harvey would say, did you eat today? Thank a farmer. True story. Oh, yeah. I remember. You remember that? Yeah. Those commercials? Yeah. Did you eat today? Thank you. And now you know the, the rest of the story. Paul Harvey. He was the best. Oh, that voice. And I now didn't think you were. Oh, you, you aired it in Rosetown? Oh. That's why? The rest of the story. That guy could broadcast a parade for four hours by himself and never stumble over a word. Paul Harvey. Did you eat today? Thank a farmer. I said that to our former news, our, our ag reporter at the uh, radio station I worked, Jim Smalley. Yeah. He started to cry. Because he loves farmers so much. And farming. Wow. Um, business of the week. We do it every week for our friends at Direct West and the MySask app. Business of the week. It is Escape Sports. Escape Sports consists of the latest alternative sports equipment for the people of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, since 2004. They also provide SUP lessons and tours. Find them on MySask411 today. Escape Sports in Saskatoon. You're literally looking for something to do? Look up Escape Sports, a proud partner with the MySask411 app and Direct West. Earlier this week, I was talking with my brother, who's currently in Boston, by the way. But he said, well, I said, why are people going so nuts about the NHL Seattle expansion draft? This is insane. And he goes, I think they don't have anything better to do. That was his response. Okay. And I'm thinking, well, go to Escape Sports then if you're looking for something to do. Yeah, exactly. Having said that, 
Tonight's round one of the NHL draft, I will be watching very closely. Close personal friend of mine is Mike Sullinger. 18, was it 18 years? Yeah, 18 years in the NHL with 12 teams. His son, Cole, is supposed to be a top 10 pick. The two of them sat right there when Cole was, what, 16? That's right. So it's big. It's big. Yeah, it'll be a really big night. I see Dan Cerevelli. Dan, the situation Cerevelli is watching in Philadelphia right now. And he says, Jack Eichel, come to Philly. Let's make it happen. (sighs) Do you want Jack Eichel? You're getting... Damaged goods there, I think, both physically and emotionally. That's just me. Maybe we should face off on that, Moose. Jack Eichel, I think, can and likely will have a pretty good NHL career. I do. If he gets into the right cultural fit. Um, If he gets in the right cultural fit with the right coach and the right environment and the right city where he can be really happy and, you know, just concentrate on hockey, I think he'll be successful. But you look at Philadelphia, you know, um, with Voracek and JVR and um, Giroux, and they've got a lot of salaries. Well, well, they can afford Eichel. Breaking news. Dan, the situation, Cerevelli was onto something. What? Buffalo has reportedly traded defenseman Rasmus Ristolainen to the Philadelphia Flyers for defenseman Robert Hag and two high draft picks. How about that? Do you smell? I feel like the Flyers and Sabres might not be done yet. Maybe not. I'll say it again. Reportedly, Buffalo has dealt defenseman Rasmus Ristolainen to the Philadelphia Flyers for defenseman Robert Hag and two high draft picks. So maybe Jack... Well, listen, it's NHL draft weekend. Very good chance Jack Eichel doesn't come out of the weekend as a Buffalo Sabre. How about that? Yeah, moving Shane Gostaspear opened up some cap room and Ristolainen comes in the back end to fill that void and it's a nice move for Philadelphia I really like that and yeah he gave up some picks and some equity for but a player you know is going to come in and play so I don't hate that Dan the situation Cerevelli is still watching in Philadelphia and he writes it and he says I'm psychic psychic or psycho how about that or both little column a little column b Look the guy up. Look the guy up on Instagram. He looks like the situation, but far better looking. Right, Dan? Uh, Enterprise with a Z. Enterprise Sports Podcast. I've been on that show a couple of times. Um, Coming up next week, the great Ron Dugay. Ladies, fix your hair. Ron Dugay on Monday. Nate Ewell of College Hockey Incorporated to recap the NHL draft this weekend from an NCAA side of things. Uh, The newest CFL on TSN play-by-play guy, Rod Smith. And Sportsnet Montreal Canadiens uh, reporter Eric Angles in the outfield. Love you too, Danny boy. Moose, what do you got going on this weekend? Oh, man, I'm going to be at the lake. Man of two. Have fun. So it's going to be lots of fun. All right. Little of this, little of that. We'll see you Monday, noon Eastern, right here on Game Plus. McFly, hello. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. 
With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.